electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Looking to recapture Tuesday's losses and set some new records for the S&P and NASDAQ at the open. President speaks to CNBC in Davos. Chinese officials give an update on the coronavirus. Got earnings from Netflix, IBM and more. Europe is flat and oil is down today. Our roadmap begins with a wide-ranging interview with the president. What he has to say about Boeing, Tesla, Apple and more. And Netflix is hugging the flat line this after providing weak guidance. It did report domestic subs that were below expectations, but around the globe, pretty good. We're going to break down the impact of all the competition from Disney and others as well. Plus, shares of IBM get a boost after beating the street. You'll hear what Ginny Rometty had to say about the road ahead. Futures are higher today after yesterday's rough session. The Dow was dragged lower, as you know, by Boeing, which fell more than 3% as the manufacturer pushes back when it expects the max to get back to service. The president did comment on Boeing in that wide-ranging interview with our Joe Kernan. Take a listen. This is one of the great companies of the world, let's say, as of a year ago, and then all of a sudden things happened. I am so disappointed about it. It had a tremendous impact. You know, when you talk about growth, it's so big that some people say it's more than a half a point of GDP. So Boeing, uh, big, big disappointment to me. Big disappointment. You can imagine why, Jim, uh, because the Boeing impact on macro is unwinding essentially the benefit that we think we're going to get from phase one. Yeah, look, this is what we're good at, the aerospace machinery. I mean, people think that we've been supplanting a lot of different kinds of machinery in this country by the Chinese. We're the best at aerospace. So when your end product uh, can't be moved, you're really bottling up a big supply chain that really reverberates to a lot of the country. I was with someone who's a major supplier to Boeing the other day. And it's like, you know, how many, can you keep these people on? Do you have to lay them off? What do you do? Do you know when it's going to come back? I did think that yesterday, I know the stock was down badly on this uh, May, this June, July. I have to tell you, if you spoke to any of the CEOs of the airlines, nobody expected this thing to be April, May. Um, the airlines didn't. It, people who cover Boeing there. Not the air. Yeah. I mean, Ed Bastian at Delta told us last June it's, it was going to take a lot longer than right. we that, thought. But he's not affected by this. Maybe a little more candid. Now there's stories that the airlines, they're going to have to extend again. Right. Uh, we'll find out more from Boeing with earnings next week. But now they're scouring the planet for simulators. That's a story on the oh, tape was, this morning. You know, that, that's what Greg Smith said. You got it. Look, that was the, it turns out that was the battle. I know the president was kind of a blunderbuss in this thing. But, you know, the, the rifle was... Uh, Dennis Molenberg, the deposed CEO, saying, listen, this is the same thing. And other people internally at Boeing saying, right. you know what, it's not, a, it's not the same plane. And when you read all these different emails, and stuff, I mean, a lot of what they boil down to is a recognition that, you know what, United, United States pilots, they got 3,000 hours. It's embarrassing to ask them to go into a simulator. Other countries, 300 hours. They didn't want to put out two handbooks. 
basically saying, listen, lesser developed countries, we know your pilots aren't trained as long. So you, because, look, no one wants to insult a big client. But I think the pushback was that one group of people at Boeing felt that the pilots are capable of doing anything. Yep. And the other group was saying, listen, we got to go to the lowest common denominator. And the lowest common denominator theory lost, and now it's won. As unlikely as it seems, yesterday for the first time, at least in a couple of conversations with asset managers, they asked the question, or at least posited, that this thing's never coming back. Well, I mean, you know, look, there's... Now that is starting now. I mean, it may have been, but you'd sort of say, no, no, no. And it becomes harder to say, absolutely not. That's What's ridiculous. A What's a dead picture in that sense? I don't have to know. raise a lot more money. Yeah. Cash flow. Got to raise a lot more than 10 right. bill. Right. It's still unlikely, isn't it? I mean, yes, I think. I mean, I, I've gone to them and said, guys, is it possible that you have to gut the plane and just put in a whole new engine? It's like, no, of course, that's ridiculous. I think that uh, that as this thing goes on longer and longer, the customers just are, are just going to rebel against this plane. And that's something, by the way, Boeing thinks is just fatuous, that logic. They're just never going to give you that. They're never going to say, oh, come on, uh, you know, it'll only be a couple of months. They're yeah, saying, no, listen, as soon as it goes into service. At this point, I mean, well, but maybe they, they've said some people say right this so is the first time that. No, that's very true. This is I finally started hearing that maybe they're under promising and can over deliver this time. Okay. I push back on them and say, guys, you know, there's a regulator and the regulator may not want to go. And I even uh, I even analogize to the FDA, of which they hate. They hate that analogy. Doesn't say, listen, there's people's lives, there's millions of people, blah, blah, blah. But the fact is, it's like, you know, federal agency. Wait, someone can game a federal agency? Now, it seems like you could game it. Yeah, apparently you point. could. But that's out the window. Don't you think? I think that it's unlikely that will happen again. One would hope it won't. Yeah, I mean, the EPA, on the other hand, is that's who you want to be in the EPA front. doesn't really kind of exist. They're sort of like, oh, yeah. Right, right. We rely on these agencies. CDC is a good example this week as oh, we got yeah. that first U.S. case, which, by the way, but they're good. really quickly, yes, the, the, the Chinese presser today was probably net positive in that they're being pretty transparent about this virus. There's an argument that it's not as deadly uh, as SARS was. Uh, yeah, it doesn't, information. Seem, doesn't seem as deadly. I, I don't think that the Chinese were immediately transparent, nor do I trust their numbers any more than I trust their GDP numbers. I think their GDP is growing at half probably twice as many people infected with this thing that are sick. I don't know. I mean, I, the Chinese, I think we've learned our lesson. They may not necessarily tell you how bad things are. How about that? Um, we're going to watch all of that uh, big macro stuff and, of course, a lot more from the president in Davos today. Netflix is the other big story in the pre-market. Weak guidance for the first quarter. A streaming service did beat on both the top and the bottom lines. Reed Hastings had a lot to say on the conference call. Disney is going to be a global service, uh, you know, quite quickly. Um, And there are many other global services. Remember that we compete a lot for time with YouTube. um, And it's not dollars because that's ad supported. But, you know, we compete very broadly for uh, viewing. And as Spence mentioned, our viewing on a per member basis is up. Um, And that's because our content's getting better. Our service is getting better. Uh, changing the way they measure viewership is a big story. The right, other is yes. pushing back hard on ad-supported, saying there's no easy money there. I, I no. love the call. I why? love Why? Yeah, why? Because <laughs> clarity of vision. Uh, the notion that, look, ad money is, everyone thinks it's falling from trees. It's going to Facebook. It's going to Alphabet. 
That's what's going to Amazon. And then there's this like moment where they just say, you know what? We're really tired of hearing about the competition. We went from broadcast to cable, and no one thinks about broadcast. Now we're going to over the top, you know, this, and no one's going to think about cable. And that's their thesis. Not that great for us. That their competitor is, is, is that and not Disney Plus and not some of the other services. Yes. I do think it's Sage interesting. Man. I mean, domestically, you, the, the growth days are over. They did have actual plus subs. Last quarter it was not. But, um, but around the globe, I mean, it's interesting listening to him cite Disney. Yeah, they're going to compete globally right. with Disney the other, uh, eventually. But it's, uh, that's slow. Uh, sort of a, well, I don't want to say slow. But that's going to move at a... At a not as fast a pace and not be a significant competitor as it is domestically already. And as HBO Max conceivably will be, or as certainly Amazon already is, or even our own ad-supported Peacock will be. Those are domestic services um, at first, certainly. And so these guys have the globe kind of to themselves, and they're doing extraordinarily well there. In the call, Reed, at at one point Reed says, okay, look, here's the edge. Artificial intelligence. You know, we know what you want. No, we're not going to sell you things. You're not going to sell your name and what you like. Right. But their advantage is knowing what you like. And that's going to mean that they can steer content and get it right. I love the call. Are you, are you unnerved by, you used to have, have to watch 70% of an episode to get a view. Now it's two minutes. Two minutes. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I thought that things when you no, just that was not stop funny. on it, isn't that? I think autoplay does not count. Right. Auto play doesn't All right. Count. So you know, look, I mean, <laughs> Witcher, oh, I Witcher. Okay, I didn't uh, even Hernandez. Heard of Witcher until I read about it. Well, okay. So I immediately text everybody I know who, who said, "Have you ever heard this Witcher?" And they're like, the, the text come back is like, "You moron!" or like, "Idiot!" And I'm Jimmy Chill now, so I don't really tolerate yeah, you that. Don't, right. But it, it is incredible. I mean. There's these things. I'm okay. I'm going to give you one. I once told them six years ago that I'm interested in any movie that has to do with the Russians. This was a chess for read. Russians taking Berlin in 1944. Do you know that they pushed me last night? T-34, a movie about the Russians taking Berlin. They pushed it to me. It was at the top of my queue. Now, that's genius. Do you think Disney has that? Do you think Peacock has that? Do you think anybody has that? Do you think you're the one that you slayed, Viacom has that? No. T-34. I knew it, so I got a pilot stuff. (laughs) The algos don't forget. They don't. I mean, the algos are brilliant. We're idiots. Algos are brilliant. The Peacock interface was interesting and will be an interesting one to see. I think it's interesting well, as well. Well, you got it for free. I mean, I can't It is free. It is going to largely nice be free. Price. That's what they're counting on. And our parent company sees YouTube as the bigger competitor, which yeah. is interesting. He noted that too. Yes, he did. Things, as opposed to Netflix right. or Amazon from the Peacock. Version. Remember, they have Spence and Spencer on that call. You often get confused. Spencer, yes. Spencer Newman. Spencer Newman is yeah. the CFO. And they cut. I mean, sometimes they interrupt and they cut. It is. It looks like a snuff film. And then you got Sarandos. That was runs funny. content. That was. Sarandos is very good. Yeah. Well, $17 billion will help. It's Whatever true. the number is. But it's just a... Uh, it's mind-blowing. I'm listening. I'm saying, God, every one of these guys is smarter than I am. Even the camera. I mean, you feel dumb when you're finished that. Like, okay, I'm an idiot. Really? So you really like Netflix here? Oh, it's not great. It's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're going to watch it. Obviously, it's had some interesting uh, price action in the extended session. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash. We'll count down to the opening bell. Take a look at the pre-market here. We'll get to Apple, uh, J&J, IBM, Tesla's market cap breaks $100 billion. 
in the aftermarket. Uh, we'll take a look at that. Squawk in the Street from the NYC is back in a moment. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Welcome back to Squawk Box, uh, or Squawk on the Street, actually, is what we call this. I'm right. so shook up by the fact that you've never seen Mrs. Maisel. I couldn't even uh, I'm jammed, man. I'm, I'm worried watching things about Russian tanks. Yeah, you are. Clearly yeah. not spending your time wisely. You All watch right. Mrs. Maisel, I watch Punisher. Let's, uh, I watch Aaron Hernandez get a couple of tips there. Oh, wow. man, that's rough. That's the one that everyone's buzzing about here in our yeah. staff. I haven't watched it yet. All right, let's move that on from streaming cold-blooded as well. we get people ready for the opening bell 15 minutes from now. You want to talk a little Abbott Labs? Yes, I do. This Why? is Miles White. Last conference yes. call, right? One of the greatest wealth creators of all time. If you go back a long way, you'll Thank see you. what Mr. Yeah. White has meant in terms of performing stock price. Yeah, he split off AbbVie and Abbott. Mm-hmm. This man is a, a titan, but he does not seek publicity. Uh, he has quietly created the best medical device company, and some would say, you, you know, just a powerhouse drug company. Now that it's merging with Allergan, David, they reported a number. This is inc- eight point five percent sales growth. Now, that's much better than J&J. This is a $158 billion company. Those don't mean anything anymore. Well, $158 billion. David, do you remember when, like, $158 billion, there's, like, seven companies? I certainly do. Well, here's one that's going to go. It's going to go off. It's uh, terrific. Uh, it doesn't get talked about nearly enough. One year, 26. But uh, medical devices on fire. Uh, some really, really terrific uh, new, new things uh, for glucose monitoring. Mm-hmm. GCM. Remember, d- diabetes, perhaps the... Worst global scourge there is. Right, right. So. Uh, we'll look through the J&J numbers in a bit. When we not get as strong to the as this, Look at medical no. devices. Not as strong? No, but you know, J&J is good, but J&J uh, did not blow the doors off. Right. And some people demand that after so J&J and Lilly are up a lot. They you worry about this company after Miles White leaves? some degree, yes. Uh, Ford, who's taking over, is very good. Uh, has a great, well-rounded notion. But how do you supplant... Maybe the greatest, one, the GOAT, greatest of all time in that industry. I don't know. I mean, to think that anyone could be better than Miles White, is, no offense to Mr. Ford, but Miles White is really the titan in the group. And I, I just, no one can necessarily have as big a footprint as he has. Yeah. How many years? At least 16, 17, 18? Oh, 20. 20. Well, yeah, we should have taken a, a 20 year, but we'll give that to you at some point. Um, all right, we got a lot more to look at. I got to go watch this Mrs. Maisel to. during the break. Yeah, I can't believe you. You should watch. That. You watch the Netflix conference call. I'll watch this Mrs. Maisel. You see the award shows at all? Do you ever watch who wins the awards? No, I'm looking forward to the Grammys. Deborah Dugan from Red? You're going to tell me that she's, she's the best there is. I think it's an ill-advised state position that they're taking against you. You do? Yes, I do. All right. IBM, J&J, we're going to take a look at uh, the earnings from both of those companies, see how the stock prices are performing when we get that opening bell about uh, 13 so minutes from now. Also, remember, you can always watch us live when you're on the go, when you're moving around. That CNBC app, it's there for you. Well, just download it. Okay. All right. And watch Mrs. Maisel. Stop giving me a hard time.
Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big-picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Got a bunch of pre-market movers to dig through this morning. There's uh, J&J and IBM. We've got you covered on that. Looks like Tesla's going to hold $100 billion market cap at the open. The opening bell is in nine and a half minutes. Don't go anywhere. You're watching CNBC Squawk on the Street, live from the financial capital of the world. Opening bell in just about six minutes. Very busy Wednesday morning as we uh, watch the president in Davos uh, cover a ton of earnings news. The Chinese with their pressure on the coronavirus. And the macro data, pretty good overnight. South Korean GDP, uh, best in about two years. Uh, industrial production out of Taiwan. Uh, it has some implications for semis, Jim. Yeah, uh, that, that's Apple. I mean, Apple is big enough. When they place more orders with Taiwan Semi, it's gigantic. Uh, it's funny because yesterday Apple was suddenly, wow, that's right in the crosshairs of the illness in China, which is not true. But today we learned that this 11 just continues to astound. But they cannot meet demand for the 11. It's not the same. The 10 was not well received. And so then I think people lowered expectations. The 11 is a growth instrument. And now this uh, Bloomberg report that uh, a low-priced phone could go into mass production as early as February, which would mean uh, we start having market share discussions about China and India once again. I think India is key. They've made real, very little ground in India. No one's made good ground in India. And this could be very significant. That's what they need. Uh, They've got to crack somehow. They do retail there. But a lot of people are abandoning Apple. A lot of people are saying it's reached uh, as high as it can go. And I come back and say, well, if it's a consumer product and lower price, good consumer product, then why can't it sell at a consumer product multiple, which it does not? You know, we're going to talk about J and J. Okay, so J and J it's doubled its multiple in a year. I mean, really, you're going to still be on the multiple bandwagon here? More expansion? Where is it? It's like nine. Is it twenty times? David, you are dealing with the possibility of a step function increase in earnings per share. So the multiple is not going to be expanding as much as the earnings are. Okay. And you've got a lot of uh, Colgate's, General Mills' the world. They have no growth. Just That's up. true. You pointed that out in Clorox. You've always made, made the yeah. point of it's I mean, multiple. Clorox grows 1%. What are we going to do? I mean, right. they're hoping to do 3 But I just feel like the multiple expansion you talked about is potentially happening. Happened. That's how you got to one point three and a half trillion dollars. We had the multiple expansion, but what happens if the earnings per share is substantially better? Instead of doing 12 bucks, what does it say if they do 14? Well, then I think the stock might go up. Yes, you, you, and don't forget AirPods. You know, people think that Tim Cook's invented nothing. Services I mean, and wearables. Uh, well, Katie, Katie Huberty's great prediction. Why are they charging four hundred for 
stocks so that we can get some. So I order lose them, them and then buy it again. Well, I mean, I ordered them. To, I, I would resell them. I want to resell them on on, uh, on Amazon as a reseller. Mm. Do you know that reselling uh, stolen goods is one, becoming a huge business yes, in the country? Old, I actually have heard of that. Yeah. It's, well, there's been reporting about that. Yeah. I mean, all, that's been the case with all the many of these it's, online. Well, we've had a dramatic increase in, in theft in stores yes. after years and years of it going down. But uh, Apple, of course, is very hard to steal the stuff, but it is impossible. You know, I, I finally got my AirPods four weeks. Like them great. Right Your noise for, canceling ones. Right in time for, I don't know, between MLK and Valentine's Day. Time for nothing. I still don't get them. I love them. I'll share them with you if you want. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. Thank you. IBM, of course, uh, got a boost this morning after revenue growth for the first time in six quarters year on year. Ginny Rometty did join the gang on Squawk in the last hour. Take a listen to that. We returned the company to growth under any metric you looked at, 3%. But I think the big thing, and you've asked me about it before, is this demonstrated the acquisition we closed of Red Hat. IBM and Red Hat are better together. So Red Hat had record, record growth, hit its first billion-dollar quarter. IBM lifted with it. And IBM, with what we've done and changed with our portfolio, and the cloud accelerated through the whole year, 23% growth. And this, to me, is what is now what you just said. That has put us now in a position of growth for sustained growth. 2020, we said revenue. We said EPS, free cash flow, and margin expansion. Uh, City goes to 155 from 140 today. But Susan. stock is down under her tenure. Look, uh, the mainframe kicked in. People have written off the mainframe. Mainframe was on fire. That was a big part of the story. Red Hat is doing amazingly. Uh, I don't know how much to really, I, mean, I think that the Red Hat, uh, let's say, two plus two equals five hasn't happened yet for, for IBM, but IBM's going to be a safe stock for a while. You think so? Is this an inflection point? I mean, they, we've looked at this company, we've followed this company for quite some time in terms of Rometty's efforts to change the mix, to higher growth and get away, obviously, from the book of business that's just sort of, they are running off for years. 3% year over year, revenue growth. Red Hat was up, what, 24% said a billion-dollar quarter? But it, just put it in some perspective. It's still small overall as a percentage of the revenue Very that's true. being generated at the company. And, and that's why I'm, I'm reluctant to say it's uh, the earnings breakout. Uh, the mainframe cycle can last another three, four quarters. The global technical services and business businesses are still not great. Remember, right. they have a huge part of this company that is just not growing at all. No. Right. Just not at all. Um, and that's what she's been trying to engineer sort of away from and obviously generate much higher revenue growth in the, in the, in the sectors that they are focused on, right. outpacing uh, that book of business that isn't growing. Operating expense up 15%, but they say that reflects the fact that they're making a lot of investments in Red Hat and others right. to sort of plan for the future. I'm just by balance sheet's really good. Yeah. Uh, now, that is not, you don't buy a tech stock for a dividend for a good balance sheet. Uh, you don't buy it for a mainframe cycle that eventually peters out. But I do think that Red Hat is going to prove to be a great acquisition, and it's a safe stock to own. I mean, even the people who don't like the stock are saying, this is going to be a year that you're going to be okay. We'll see if IT budgets uh, get a tailwind yeah. this year. Good point. As uh, Diamond suggested they would earlier this morning. There's the opening bell. And the S&P 500 is a big board today. It's Syntax Advisors celebrating the launch of the Syntax Stratified Mid-Cap ETF at the NASDAQ. FSD Pharma focused on treating diseases of the central nervous system. Uh, might be worth watching Tesla today as uh, see if it hangs on to the $100 billion 
market cap cover of Business Week this week with the title "Buy Haters." Yeah, that's uh, good. I think it, look, Tesla roughly two times GM now. Right, but Tesla is distinguishing itself not as an automobile; it's a tech stock. I've been struggling with this valuation every day. Now, some of it could be a buy-in each morning. Sometimes that happens. But I think people are saying, you know what? Electrical vehicles are not selling well. They're not. No one's selling them well. You even have the company saying, you know what? The only guy selling them well is is, uh, Tesla. So I'm thinking Tesla is a tech stock with earnings and high growth. And just take it out of the auto category. Just take it out. Because it doesn't belong there. No. I mean, they—it is still their main product. It's a delivery system for tech. Get in and drive. It's a delivery system for tech. It's going. Uh, GM and Ford are D ramps, and this is maybe a microprocessor, or more likely a GPU, not unlike Nvidia. I knew you were going to say that. I was going to, yeah. Uh, cool. Which, by the way, Nvidia gets included in a list of 18 ideas out of Morgan Stanley, in which they have high conviction on earnings. Uh, NVIDIA, Facebook, Broadcom, they're bullish ideas. Broadcom now, look, right off of the IBM call, you can buy Broadcom because the CA, you already knew the rest of it's doing well. Broadcom's definitely a buy. NVIDIA, another $150 billion company. Well, you know, they have high growth. Tesla has high growth. Tesla's going to earn 5 bucks um, this year, maybe I, 10 bucks next year. Mr. <laughs> Musk is now, uh, I believe, going to be, I, I don't know, you know, you have to pass $100 billion and stay there, or it's $346 million worth of stock. My understanding like is that. you need it on a one-month and a six-month average right. to trigger uh, the first of 12 tranches Correct. Hmm. Uh, of options. That could end okay. up, right, that could end up being <laughs> a many billion, billions. Yeah. And if you actually. get there, do you have your phone hacked by the which, uh, is at $650 billion in market cap, I believe. <laughs> that would be a stretch. <laughs> well, at least today. Yeah. Or maybe in the next week. Yeah. Uh, by the way, loves Musk. The, the president was asked about Elon Musk uh, during his conversation with Joe Kernan. This is what he said. Well, you have to give him credit. I spoke to him very recently, and he's also doing the rockets. He likes rockets, and uh, he does good at rockets, too, by the way. I never saw where the engines come down with no wings, no anything, and they're landing. I said, I've never seen that before. And I was worried about him because he's one of our great geniuses, and we have to protect our genius. You know, we have to protect Thomas Edison, and we have to protect all of these people that uh, – came up with originally the light bulb and uh, the wheel and all of these things. And he's one of our very smart people, and we want to we wanna cherish those people. That's very important, but he's done a very good job. Uh, shocking how well, you know, how it's come so fast. I mean, you go back a year, and they were talking about the end of the company, and now all of a sudden they're talking about these great things. He's going to be building a very big plant in the United States. He has to, because we help him, so he has to help us. All right, so that would answer the, the supply quotient. Yeah. There's still people have doubts about demand. Is he building a big plant, another big plant in the United he's, got, he's got a plant that's going to be built near Berlin, where the right. biggest problem is. Germany. Yeah. Was there another uh, one being Germany. built in the U.S. or no? Nevada's got a big Nevada's presence. Nevada's got a big right. one, right. But, this, you he, know, but the president made it sound like there's going to be another big one. Well, you have to protect. Why are we just protecting the wheel? Why not the pulley, the wedge, the screw, the lever? As inventions. Simple, simple machines. You said that you have to protect the... The wheel. The wheel. Yes. So I'm worried about the guy who... How about the IP on the lever, on the wedge? You've got to protect those two. Right. Look, the wedge has been outlawed in the NFL, though, on kickback return. And it should be, because that's a, that's a leading problem. Yeah. Concussions. I do think that the president... It was shocking that he called him, because uh, 
what it says is that, you know, for all that stuff with the SEC, that's passed. Now he's just a great inventor. I think the president loves that 10-month that he built that plant in China. Get that Berlin plant, take a lot of share away from the hated BMW Mercedes-Benz. Well, Did you hear Joe, with the interview with Joe, he's talking about going after them? Yes. What do you think of that? Uh, a, Tesla's up 36% yeah. this year. For the year, which is a lot. It's not 60% like Beyond Meat. I mean, are you, are you shaking your head at some of these? No, Beyond Meat, we, we've learned our lesson with Beyond Meat that uh, there's just too much demand. I mean, I was at Costco last week. They, they're selling a lot of Beyond Meat. A lot. With their Nova and bagels? Yeah. All right. Um, well, there it's they're actually down. <laughs> Try to pin me down on you, Nova. You talked to Craig Jelinek of Costco about this very issue last night, right? You want to hear that? Yeah. yeah. Here's Jelinek. Definitely. Let's listen. You know, it's doing, it's doing well. When they first opened, they had some production problems yes, because they did. of volume. But now they're where we've get it, we're starting to get it in all the regions. Can't meet demand. So that whole decline was a huge mistake. Uh, from look, I think the short squeeze came back, yeah. got rid of all these people, the fellow travelers, the Sunshine Patriots. The, uh, they're gone. And now you're seeing uh, the idea that there is demand around the country. Costco's big demand. The one thing I would point out is, you know, we talk a lot about methane. Remember, the millennials... No, this is, they, a, this is an ESG, top-of-the-list ESG play. It is got to be benefiting from Yes! Well, look, David, chickens... Yes. Cows. Chickens. These are just horrible. The poor chickens with no basic. They make billions. Their own weight By the way, they, their breasts are so to, big. You know what I mean? They, murder rates 100%. Jesus. Yeah. 100%. Hashtag me too. No, I, listen, I eat a lot of chicken. I just feel bad. I like them to be able to run around at least. Do you really? Yeah. Is that true? <laughs> yes. The methane thing. You're right. I'm, They're I'm the biggest gonna, source of no, natural it, methane. And, cows. Well, chickens are in there, too. They are. Okay. But the millennials hate cows. And, and we know flaring is as well, of course. I got... Uh, Which is now fully allowed by the EPA, by the government. But a lot of the companies are still actually <laughs> trying to get their carbon footprint down. True. To at least try well, part, to appeal to some the of these. Yeah. If you're a fossil uh, fuel company, it's hard to do. But When Costco... You know, Costco's their largest company on Earth. Their largest retailer. If they want Beyond Meat, well, that is going to be a game changer. Anything that, anything that Costco wants is just a judgment of what the world wants. Remember, they have 100 Costco's in Canada, but they have one in Shanghai. Can you imagine how many they can have if they have 100 in Canada? Chinese love them all. There is no equivalent to Costco in China that's a homegrown kind of a thing? Not, not, there's no equivalent to Costco anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, not that I'm aware either. Um, Jim, on a macro level, dollar bullishness now at one and a half year lows, right? Mm -hmm. If the global economy is repairing itself, uh, there'll be more risk taking, less demand for the dollar. That's going to be a bit of a tailwind for American corporates. Look, I I look at a company like J&J and J&J, look, it was a fine quarter for heaven's sake. But they're going to that's a huge tailwind stock from the dollar. It's not going to go down a lot. The company's doing fine. Uh, J&J, I mentioned, is the the farmer that I think is that is most levered to the dollar. 
uh, Coca-Cola. I don't know if you guys heard James Quincy this morning. He had a lot of good things to say. That is very much levered to the dollar. Look at that stock. There's a stock that you could, if you're a broker, you should be calling your, now there's 27 times earnings Siemens. Apple has that ceiling. Yes. But this is a company, James Quincy's telling a great story about the reinvention of Coca-Cola. He's doing a fantastic job. Mentioned my favorite Topo Chico. He charges a portion for that. Yeah. It's water. Um, Don't you love the guy who charges six bucks for water? It's a good business. Isn't that great? That's a good business is my yeah, I, sense. That's what I, that people that pay ESG, for that. ESG? Given uh, sugar concerns, plastic waste. Well, he's... he's they're trying. At They're Coke. trying. Yeah. They he's talking trying. about it's teaching people the right habits. He's talking about some countries. They're trying 90%. to increase their yeah the recycling rate of we're all terrible their, in this country, their, of course. Yeah, we're the worst. Right. Um, um, guys, did you see this Amazon story involving Bezos? It's not Amazon. It's actually a Bezos story, but it's fascinating. Yeah, well, I, um, I mentioned it. And you walked right over me. I missed. It. I said when Musk gets to a certain number amount of money, is he then able to be hacked by the Saudis? Oh, but you walked right over. That was, me. That was quick. I missed, I missed it. Too. it. No, I'm you're sorry. just like just like boom. Well, get Kramer. You mutter. You mutter a little. You know that. Right? You know the mutter museum. You sort of like and I don't hear you. My hearing's not as good. You missed that mutter museum. Okay, I want to mention it again because it is worthy of our mention. This Bezos story is fascinating. The idea that the Saudi leader, MBS, yeah. may have been behind the hacking of his phone Wasn't that led to the release of all those uh, pictures involving his relationship. He's now out and about, of course, with Ms. Sanchez. But, uh, um, and the shows the Saudi leader used personal WhatsApp, an alleged hack of, uh, of his phone. This is according to U.N. experts. That was a fascinating story. Um, it was an effort to silence the Washington Post. So it was related, again, to the story involving, of course, the post-journalist Khashoggi, right. who was murdered uh, in the uh, uh, in, in uh, Turkey, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. Did uh, you see him downloaded, Saudi in Turkey. downloaded something on WhatsApp? And dismembered. Yeah, he downloaded something that was sent to him, a WhatsApp thing that was sent by MBS, and that they were able to get access to his phone. I didn't know they could do that. And then Mr. Bezos came public with it. Remember that extraordinary letter he wrote? Right. Um, obviously going after the National Enquirer and others and just making it all, putting it all out there. You know, Amazon's going to... Which kind of worked. I, I, Although I, the stock price has I, not done particularly well no, since No, let, let's wife. go into that. Because even the people who love it are willing to say, listen, the competition on from web services from Microsoft is incredible. And, uh, Sadi Nadella talking to me about how it's so much easier, cheaper to migrate to Azure than Amazon. It could be a race to the bottom for margins for right. web services. Don't forget Thomas Curran, the LeBron James of uh, of. Yes, Thomas Curran at Google, who's Google. running their cloud efforts, which are which they say are going to surpass others, but others are very doubtful well, that they will ever be able to surpass AWS or but Azure. Race to the bottom, which can lower prices bid. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the problem: is the margins are going to go down. Unless Andy Jassy's not going to let people take these Amazon Web Services take business away. So you've got that you've got that issue, and obviously the uh, same day. People love same day. Do you know Home Depot's going same day for a lot of products? I see FedEx out with the headline a moment ago saying uh, residential Sunday service is now year-round. Uh, so delivery, it's on ground, FedEx right. ground. Uh, but yeah, delivery, logistics, a huge... In- it is incredible. I mean, XBO is, is put up some divisions for sale, and I didn't think the stock went up nearly enough given the fact that they are a last-mile company. Brad Jacobs doing a good job there. Jim, last, uh, late last year, B of A had a target of S&P 3333 by March 3, all threes. <laughs> we just hit it. Uh, S&P 3334 now, almost 35. Does it feel like the first uh, 
month of 2018 where you then ran into the uh, the buzzsaw of the VIX and a too hot economy? I don't know. I mean, look, I'm kind of just like Jamie Dimon in disbelief that it can keep going up. Uh, but I am in disbelief. What am I going to say? I mean, I sold some stock for my Chapel Trust and everything I sold was wrong. Right. You exited... Uh Coles, that's right. I saw yeah, that last well, night. Coles should be spelled C-O-A-L-S. It's anti-ESG. That's a joke, too. It's just brutal. But, you know, Coles is a serial misser. It is really incredible. They're a roadkill. I hate to say that because they've got this deal with Amazon. It's a great deal for Amazon, by the way. I've done a lot of work on it. It's a great deal for Amazon. Not so much for Coles. But Amazon is killing it with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well... She says it's working, as in the CEO wow. of Kohl's. It's working. You know, it's, it, it reorg at the getting Giants. People in the, getting people in the stores. Yeah, she's the Redskins. Good work. I saw Scott, uh, Scotty yesterday, yeah. the judge. I'm on his show today. Yeah. It, he's, he's bullish on the Redskins. Uh, yeah, bullish on the Redskins. You're bullish on Kohl's. Got it. Okay. Okay? Okay? Bengals. Bengals. That's right. <laughs> like Go Bengals. Go Kohl's. <laughs> You have a favorite coming into uh, the Super Bowl? I, I'm so pro Andy Reid. I that's the way to my, go. My judgment, my judgment was cloudy. Yeah. There's a good piece in the Athletic regarding Kelsey today too, uh, which Kelsey's is worth a read. He's a beast. Yeah. Uh, so Dow's up 106. Let's get to Bob Bassani and see what's moving. Hey, Bob. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Uh, new highs in the S&P. IBM's up five. That's a big help on the Dow. Uh, the Boeing's down three. Another one percent decline there. Uh, China taking steps to at least try to contain the coronavirus. That's the big story, moving things again. Here you see the China ETF. This is MCHI, the broadest China ETF you can own, bouncing back. You see some of these, uh, I'm sorry, this is Karen. These are luxury uh, names here. Caring, which uh, owns Gucci, LVMH, uh, Macau names like Wynn, uh, Las Vegas Sands are up. Uh, Air China also moving to the upside, as you can see. And United Airlines, of course, we had earnings from United, and they reiterated their 2020 uh, numbers there overall. Uh, take a look at some other areas that are moving here. Uh, as I mentioned, China was moving. We had uh, 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 some of the semiconductors that are also doing well uh, on top of that. Here's the uh, airline index. This is a uh, very tough time to be an airline if you take a look at things right now. Because for the last five years, this is five years, here is the XAL, the airline index. It's a Essentially flat after five years. Yes, there's been some more profitability, but in the U.S. airline industry, there hasn't been a big outperformance. The S&P 500 up about 60 percent overall, and you could see this dramatic gap here. So it's very, very tough being an airline. So United, quite impressive that they reiterated their 2020 guidance here. Remember, they're dealing with coronavirus. Uh, they're dealing with the Max Jet. Uh, they're dealing with issues in China as well. And this a company like United Airlines, people think is an American Airlines, but in fact. In fact, they get almost half of their revenue outside the United States. So about 50 percent in the U.S. for uh, United Airlines uh, and the rest is all over uh, the world right now. And you can see here, uh, there's the numbers that you see here for U.S. uh, 54 percent, Canada 9 percent and the rest of the world uh, at that 34 percent. So big moves here uh, in the airline industry. I want to talk about Jamie Dimon very briefly because he had a terrific interview on CNBC.com. Always a good interview and always worth watching uh, Jamie Dimon here. So he talked 
talked about negative interest rates and basically said, I don't know why anybody would bother owning negative interest rates. He has certainly has a point. But the important thing is a lot of people do. A lot of American investors do through mutual funds and exchange traded funds. Global bond funds have been very, very popular in the last several years. There have been inflows into these funds. If you look at the iShares uh, aggregate bond fund, IAGG Vanguard International Bond Fund, this is the biggest one in the world here. Twenty five billion dollars here. It's chock full of negative or flat rates uh, from Germany, France, Italy, Japan, all over the world. So it's very easy to say, gee, why would anybody do it? But in fact, if you own global funds and they have to be representative of the global environment, that's where the world is. It's flat to negative interest rates on the government bonds, at least all around the world. And if you own any of these, you, by definition, own negative interest rates. By the way, always worth watching Jamie Dimon. Go to CNBC.com. It's right up on our front page and watch it. He also talks about socialism and why we don't particularly need it. Highly advised taking a look at that. Guys, back to you. See you in a little while. Let's get to the bond pits as well. Check in with Rick Santelli at the CME Group in Chicago. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Carl. You know, let's continue where my buddy Bob Pisani was going. You know, sovereign low interest rates are like a gateway drug because they lead to lesser quality securities getting gobbled up, keeping rates low. And all of that, of course, just tempts the risk on fate at a time where central banks, if things should turn south, have very little ammo despite what they say. Look at a two-day chart of 10s. Yes, rates keep melting lower. Uh, Here we are under 180. Open the chart up to early December because that's where we've been closing. We've been closing at levels we haven't seen since the first few days of December. Now the short end joins in because for the most part it has been a slight flattening, meaning the long end rates were spongier than short end rates. But look at a two-year note yield. At 152.8, it is literally a pencil tip calculation away from the lowest yield close should it close a smidge lower since October. And finally, let's get back to what I was talking about regarding sovereign rates being low. The LQD, an investment grade ETF at all time highs. The HYG, the high yield ETF, isn't far behind. And of course, we will be watching some of those spreads in Barclays index for the next couple of days because they remain super well behaved. Carl, David, Jim, back to you. All right. Thank you, Rick Santelli. As we go to break, let's get over to our Sarah Eisen, who's live in Davos for a look at what's coming up this morning. Hi, Sarah. Hi, good morning, Carl. We've got a great lineup for you coming up. We're going to hear from Anshu Jain, the former Deutsche Bank CEO, who's now the president of Kanner Fitzgerald. First time we've had an interview with him since leaving Deutsche Bank about European banks and the state of the economy and the markets. We're also going to talk to Micron CEO Sanjay Mirotra. Of course, he was at the signing of the U.S.-China Phase 1 trade deal and in many ways at the very heart of it. Let's walk on the street. We'll be right back. IBM spikes more than 4% as it ends a streak of year-on-year revenue declines. Uh, Get your back to levels we last saw about October 1st of last year. Dow's up 101 and Stop Trading with Jim is coming up next. Time now for Jim and Stop Trading. Get ready to hear a lot of calls like this one out of B of A Securities. No longer uh, Bank of America Merrill, by the way. Boeing moves 737 max expected return to mid-2020, and they're saying, listen, GE, earnings at risk. Now, we've kind of just skirted around this for some time. That's going to be front and center when they report. 
it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be one of those things that's eye-opening that no matter how much good that Larry Culp does, this is the albatross. Something to worry about. Put it on your radar screen. Aviation was the crown jewel, and yeah, some argue still is. I know, but you know, this thing is just not, I mean, the more the president's right, I mean, it's kind of screwing up everything. And GE's turnaround may, to some degree, uh, turn on how quickly that plane gets in. No pressure, David Calhoun. Oh, jeez. The job's, all, it's, the job's gonna, bigger than any CEO job. Yeah, I'm going to pass right on that job before yeah. for that. I'd rather take the Fed job. Larry Culp had a pretty tough job, too. And it's, no, Larry's going to do great. Man, look, Larry's not going gonna, right there. More is going right. right than wrong at GE these oh, days. Oh, absolutely. And uh, Larry's, but Larry's the first to admit that this, if this scheme drags on, it's going to be an issue. Yeah, of course. How could it not be? Well, I just want to point it out. I mean, power does seem to have bottomed and is moving in the right direction. Look, I think Larry Culp's doing an amazing job, and I would be pounding the table on it if it weren't, if it weren't, for, if it weren't for Boeing. For Boeing. Jim, what's on Matt tonight? Uh, okay, we've got Rusty Brazil, who I think is the best guy on oil. He has said from the beginning, you could have Libya, you could have Iraq, you could have Iran, doesn't matter. Oil's going nowhere. He's the guy I often uh, quote when I say, listen, have you looked at the forward curve? There's been no movement whatsoever. So he's one of the truth tellers in this business. The guys who are in the oil business, it's always going to 80. It's going to 80. Have you heard? It's going to 80. Because of Libya. Because of uh, Madagascar. Right. Yeah. Because of Guyana. Not, not today. Energy is the only sector that's down. No, it, it's very hard to be ESG and be, be fossil. I'm trying to make that point. It's not easy. Right. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx.